Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Professor Stephen Hoffman is the director of the Global Strategy Lab and a professor of global health, law, and political science at York University, also the scientific director of the Canadian Institutes of Health Research's Institute of Population and Public Health. He joins us on the Chorus Radio Network. Professor Hoffman, thank you very much for the time. I'm happy to be joining today. What do all these headlines, because we're all trying to make sense of this, what do they all say to you? Is there a way to just put them into one or two sentences that we can all understand? Well, this is a serious uh, threat to public health that requires uh, a serious response. That being said, what's really important is that we try to respond uh, as best as possible. We don't want to underreact, but we also don't want to overreact. Uh, And I think what we're seeing internationally is a varied response. Some countries are choosing to go one way or another. Part of that makes sense because every country is currently experiencing a different kind of outbreak. They're at a different point. But also it gives us an opportunity to learn from countries and see what's working, what's not working. Is there a global strategy? Is there a true global strategies that countries are working on together? Or do countries essentially work independently of one another? Well, the uh, meta strategy, the big strategy that uh, the world has is actually uh, not just uh, on paper, but it's actually a binding treaty called the International Health Regulations. This is the treaty that governs how 195 countries around the world are supposed to be responding to this outbreak. Of course, there's there's other plans. Uh, We do have an international public health agency called the World Health Organization, which uh, really has been leading a globally coordinated response to this outbreak. So in that sense, while a lot of what happens to respond to an outbreak is going to be within a country, indeed most of the response will be within countries, uh, there is coordinated efforts at the global level happening to make sure, for example, that information gets shared as quickly as possible and that the global scientific effort can be coordinated too. When we're told that our national population would be infected anywhere from 30 to 70 percent, that's a huge amount of the population. 30% is about 11 million people. Context on that, please. Well, we still don't really know how bad this will get. And so uh, looking at those kind of worst-case scenarios, um, probably not uh, the right thing to do at this time. The most um, likely scenario is that this will get worse over the coming weeks, uh, right? Once we start to see some cases of community transmission, it means that there's probably others out there that we don't know. And that's why all governments and public health authorities in Canada are calling for social distancing. And that really just means it's about increasing the distance between people to just lower the number of opportunities that a virus has to jump from one person to the next. Social distancing, it, it works, it's um, tied, tried and tested, but it's really focused on mitigating an outbreak. It's really about slowing it down so that we don't overwhelm our healthcare system in the process. You wrote an uh, op-ed piece in The Lancet a few weeks ago. We talked to you about that. And it had to do with uh, closing borders and uh, or not closing borders. And the question is constantly asked, wouldn't we be better off if we closed our borders, particularly uh, our airports, particularly to people from, who are coming from countries where the COVID-19 virus has really taken hold? So there's that question that's that's raised, 
And the government is telling us not to travel, and, and I get emails from people saying, well, how come our airports are open? We're not supposed to travel internationally, but our airports remain open to international arrivals. Would you explain the rationale behind the whole issue of closing or not closing borders? Well, first, uh, closing borders totally um, is not a good idea in the sense that all the research shows it just doesn't work, and actually it can undermine the public health response in the process. The challenge is that when people want to travel, they find a way to do so, and they will find ways such as either lying about where they've traveled to or their, um, what kind of symptoms they might be having. And instead, what we really want is people to be honest. We want them to report when they have symptoms, where they've traveled. We want people to be able to have their contact information so that if they do later get diagnosed as having this virus, we can get in contact not only with them, but with everyone who they've had close contacts with over a period. If we start shutting down borders, that all of that goes away, and instead we have people traveling through unofficial channels, which can actually end up being quite a lot more dangerous. There is also the challenge that uh, closing borders at this point would be a violation of that legally binding international health regulations that I mentioned earlier. That's because that treaty only requires countries to implement broad travel bans only if it's based on science, which in this case it's not, or it's based on a recommendation of the World Health Organization, which in this case, WHO has actually advised against these kind of travel restrictions because they don't work and actually undermine the public health response. So in this case, what we're seeing in Canada is a recommendation for Canadians to rethink and ideally cancel or postpone travel internationally. It's as much about the virus as it is about protecting Canadians from any overreaction that, that we might be seeing uh, abroad right now. What are you working on right now? Well, in uh, public health, uh, everyone's eyes are on uh, community transmission. Uh, we're all trying to uh, make sure that um, this outbreak is contained and mitigated as much as possible. We're very lucky in Canada. We do have a fantastic system for public health, and we have capacity to diagnose uh, this virus, and also to make sure that all the proper efforts are taken. Now, of course, whenever there's an outbreak, if it, if it really gets so bad, then we need, that's when um, it could become more and more difficult for the system to respond. And that's why everyone is hearing right now messages like, make sure to wash your hands frequently and vigorously throughout the day, making sure to cough into your elbows, not into your hands. And everyone, everyone should avoid going to work or school if they're sick and have symptoms of something. All right. Have so about a, that. Sorry, have about a minute. Uh, we have a sophisticated healthcare system in this country. It is under duress constantly. We also have 6 million people who don't have a family doctor, and that becomes problematic for them. But when we look at Italy, which also has a very sophisticated healthcare system, and they're under huge stress, and we've read some really, frankly, horrifying accounts of what's happening in some hospitals in Italy where they just can't keep up with the patients and don't have enough equipment to take care of them. Is our healthcare system equipped to handle uh, um, a huge number in, and we're told it's going to happen. Um, are, are we equipped to handle what may come our way or likely will come our way? Well, in short, an outbreak would challenge any healthcare system, uh, the best in the world, whichever one that is. Uh, the good news is we in Canada have learned some harsh lessons from SARS that happened in 2003 and hopefully we will be better prepared than most countries around the world. But could we handle? Could we take care of 
everyone who needed to be taken care of, or is that going to end up being a, and I don't want to be too uh, dramatic here, but it's been talked about. Would it, does it turn into a selection process at some, at some point? Would the system potentially be so overwhelmed that we just couldn't treat everybody? Well, effective social distancing efforts that are done at the right time will right. help make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, very important. I mean, that drives the point home, doesn't it? It does. That's right. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 